You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm with our host, Lieutenant Colonel Phil Fosberg. And uh, we're glad to have him on the air with us and he does a wonderful job. And uh, we're going to talk a little... um, Christmas today in a minute, but as we always do at the start of the show, we remember our veterans, we remember those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, and those that are serving right now with just a short little prayer and moment of silence that we we ask you to join in with us as we think about our men and women that have, that are serving and have served and those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And after that, we'll be back with a favorite. We thank you for that moment, and uh, we uh, we appreciate all of our service people that have served, and obviously the families of those that have given the uh, ultimate sacrifice over the years. We would be nowhere as a nation if it weren't for our military, and this is the way we feel about it here at America's Web Radio. And there's one thing that always keeps the military going. We'll be right back. And we can all do it, as a matter of fact. And uh, as I mentioned to begin with, our host is Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Longsburg. Farsberg, I'm sorry. And uh, Philip's on the line with us. And uh, we're going to talk a little something interesting today about uh, the season. And uh, one thing that I looked up, and I couldn't remember. I hadn't uh, looked into it for a while. But Toys for Tots is still around. And wherever you are, we hope that you will, uh, you know, pick up a, a gift. No, they don't. They won't and don't. And I can understand why. Take anything but new and preferably wrapped. Uh, when I say wrapped, the bubble wrap or whatever where they can wrap it and do whatever they do with it and then distribute it to kids all over the different locations wherever uh, Marine Unit is and 
We appreciate the Marines for their fighting ability and also their carrying ability. And uh, I think this is something that a lot of folks overlook a number of times, and that is the uh, ability of the, the soldier, the military person. They are giving and caring. And I think once you've served, you realize how giving they are, you know. They're there to uh, cover their buddy's back, and they're there to, uh, you know, I would say this, and, and uh, I'll get Philip to correct me if I'm wrong, but they're, when a company or battalion goes into a area, be it a hot zone or wherever they might be serving, they're really acting as ambassadors from the United States. And I think that uh, most commanding officers have uh, drilled that into their company heads when uh, they, go into, uh, they go into a deployment and they go into a uh, zone and they work with the kids, they work with the elders, and they are really ambassadors. Would you agree to that, Phil? Well, yeah, of course. When when somebody sees an American uh, uh, soldier or sailor, airman or marine <clears throat> in their uniform, they see the United States or a representative of the United States. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, we get sent you know, on official duty to various places to conduct official business for the government. And uh, while we're there, uh, in what we call a, we, uh, we're very careful to, uh, the, the way we behave and, you know, most places you go, you'll have a, uh, a briefing that will keep you uh, up to date on uh, you know, the, the local customs and what, what's expected of you while you're in that country. And, uh, you know, and there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of concern about that, you know, that's paid by the leadership to make sure that we, um, we have the best face of America in the country where we go. And, you know, over the years, and this goes back to, uh, even World War II and, Probably World War One, but uh, you know the the uh, army or, or the person that's occupying a, a foreign country. You know we're very blessed in that we get just like I heard today that ten thousand Christmas trees were being sent around the world for our active duty folks and. We're very blessed that we have food, we have a, an abundance of food, and I think both the Army, Marines, anybody that's on the ground has been known for giving out candy to kids and uh, making friends with the locals and doing what they can, and I think this has been expressed many, many times, uh, both in movies and everything else but it's true and uh they uh they make friends and i think this is uh i can't address any other country other than ours for 
what we do, and uh, I know many uh, Army personnel or, or uh, Marine or whatever that has given up their candy bar for a cute little kid. And, uh, you know, the kid goes back to the mother, and the mother, you know, they, uh, they appreciate what we do. And uh, right now, we're obviously in, into the giving season, and I think that uh, I would almost bet that no matter where a unit is and what their job assignment is for right now, they're also giving out love. And... Uh, pretty much say that across the board. And uh, I think that uh, our country promotes that and that uh, when you were in Nam, didn't you find this pretty much true, even though they're not a Christian country by any means? But, you know, they... Uh, well, David, the only time I was ever in Vietnam was a couple of years ago when I went on a medical mission. Oh, okay. I'm a little too young for Vietnam. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> When I was serving in Honduras, we we supported an orphanage down there. Um, there's there's a lot of that kind of thing goes on, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, folks just want to find out how they can help. And uh, it's uh, you know we we get sent places, and sometimes we get sent places, you know, uh, to uh, destroy our enemies. But <clears throat> we'd. Uh, you know, we'd much rather be building things up than tearing them down. You know, that's a very interesting point because a lot of folks think that uh, the military is only there for one reason, and that's to destroy. And that's, uh, you know, once you've been shot at, doesn't matter what the circumstance is, you realize that it's a lot better to have a friend than it is to have someone that's shooting at you or you're having to shoot back. And uh, I, I think the U.S. is notorious for goodwill. And uh, I hope we stay that way. And I, I think we will, you know. No matter what the situation is, no matter how bad it is. Well, I, I hope so. Um, I know that, uh, I mean, I can remember years ago, uh, I was talking to a woman and she found out that I was a soldier and her immediate response was, oh, well, I'm against war. And I said, well, so am I. Probably more than you are. She hadn't been there and hadn't done that, has she? Well, it you know, it was more abstract, I think, for her. Yeah. Well, I want to, again, tip my hat at all the Marines across the country that work with and support Toys for Tots. And want to reiterate a number of times today that if you've got a location where you can drop toys off, brand new toys, not used or anything else. And I uh, mentioned the fact that, as I have in the past, that uh, we have one of our hosts, 
uh, Steve Ronaldo and his wife both recently within within a few days of each other died of COVID and uh, they were in uh, Arizona and I talked to a close friend of Steve's and, and also uh, he's a close friend of mine but we talked last night about Steve was a Vietnam veteran he uh, was in the Air Force and he was what do they call them in the Air Force APs or uh, uh. Well, these days they call them security forces. Okay, well, he, he was in, in the Vietnam, or he, when he was in Nam, he was in the security force, and uh, he guarded uh, uh, the perimeters of many of the Air Force bases in Vietnam and uh, uh, had some pretty hairy duty and uh, got a, uh, received a, uh, Purple Heart and uh, was wounded, and which probably uh, didn't help with uh, the COVID that he had. But anyway, Steve was, and I mean this in loving sincerity, pretty gruff on the outside. And yet, every year since I've known him, and this was uh, goes back 17 years now, and he started with America's Web Radio from the get-go doing the classic car show. And he was an incredible reference source for classic cars. I, I think he must have taken apart every classic car he could get his hands on, and he had quite a collection of his own. But the one thing that you think, the last thing that Steve had in mind ever was kids. And yet every Christmas that I've known Steve, he would go to Kmart or Walmart or whichever store and not buy them out, but he would buy anywhere from 10 to 20 bicycles, brand new bicycles put together, and he would take them to a marine location and let them distribute them. And, you know, this friend that I, a mutual friend that I was talking to last night, Steve never knew, never met, never saw one kid get one of his bicycles. But I, you could tell by looking at Steve, the Saturday before Christmas, he had come into the studios to do the show, and there was that smile on his face that was from ear to ear. And I knew that he had gone and bought the bicycles and already delivered them to one of the marine pickup locations. And uh, he was, you know, he was just thrilled that he could afford to do that. And uh, he had... Like I said, I, I guess if he had ever gotten to see the kids' expressions or their faces when they had asked for a bicycle, but probably knew that that would never happen, and yet he fulfilled a dream. And this whole season, every chance I get, I will salute Steve Ronaldo for doing that. And uh, hopefully next year, and I've talked to a good friend of his, in fact, several good friends. We're going to continue his tradition 
and uh, I just quite frankly didn't have that kind of time from his death to uh, to now um, but we're going to continue that and if you would like to give we'll post it on our website how you can give to the Steve Ronaldo Bicycle Fund for Kids and uh, we we look forward to uh, being able to say this is from an Air Force security person to you. And, uh, you know, there's a saying, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I know in Steve's case how good it made him feel to be able to give those bicycles away to, to kids and know that he had made a bunch of kids happy. And so we salute he and Brenda, his wife, for what they did for many, many years. And uh, we hope that you'll help us continue that and uh, do it for a, a fellow veteran and, uh, and helping make some kid that we'll never know, we'll never see, We'll never know what their Christmas was like when they got that new bicycle, but we're going to continue it. So with that being said, we're going to uh, take a break, and then we'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg right after a couple of messages, and uh, we look forward to you continuing with us. and. Letting people know that America's Web Radio is the veteran station and active duty station. We, we are getting some comments from uh, folks that are on active duty, and uh, we just happen to love the military and have for years. So we'll be back right after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised to right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with us on America's Web Radio and the show called Remember Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And with our host, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg. And it's always great to... I look forward to every Monday of being able to visit with you, Phil, and, and think about our active duty, which I've got a son that's active duty, and uh, those that have served, and the families, I always, always want to mention the families that support their deployed or support their 
active duty husband and some are fortunate that uh, the couples can be on the same base together or live within a short distance of the base and uh, be with them and and uh, not totally a, a time or a year of separation or whatever but you know we have without question in my opinion the greatest military in the world which makes for the best veterans in the world and whatever you can do whenever you're at an airport you see a veteran wearing his whatever cap or you see someone in uniform that's active duty just like I said about Steve and giving away bicycles if you go up to that person and offer to buy him a meal or buy him by him or her a meal or a drink or whatever cup of coffee whatever the case might be they will appreciate it but it'll make you feel like your day is complete and it it's a feeling that is indescribable because you've done something for someone that loves their country and has volunteered to sign the ultimate check as our friend Colonel Rick White would say that when you join, no matter how you join or what you join, you raise your hand and you give the government a blank check to do with their with your life whatever they want to, which may be putting you in harm's way. You don't know until you get there. But we salute all of our active duty and all of our veterans. And hope you'll pass, take the time to pass our uh, website on to your friends. Let them know that we do a heck of a job for the veterans and we work with wonderful people. And a good example of that is this gentleman, Lieutenant Colonel Farsberg, that we have on the line that uh, took in a lady and her daughter for Thanksgiving. And I, I just think, well, I, I can't express how much that I'm sure that meant so much to that lady and her daughter. Well, uh, you know, it, it blessed me to uh, to bless them in that way. They uh, they were just going through a very hard time, and when I realized they would be alone at Thanksgiving, uh, well, I, there was just no question in my mind what I needed to do. So. <clears throat> they came. We had a lovely time. That's, that's just super. And I was uh, reading a scripture today about reaching out to folks and how important it is to appreciate those that are not as fortunate as we are. And uh, you certainly, you certainly do that even on a day in day out basis as, as um, Phil as a service officer for the DAV, and if you don't know what a service officer is, they're the ones that will help get you through it, whether you're a veteran or a family member of a veteran. And I, I guess that's as good a way as any to do. They'll, you will help a person get through it, no matter what the situation is, if it's dealing with the VA or, or. You take it from there, Phil. Yeah, well, what we do is we help veterans and, and their families get the um, 
benefits that uh, our government has put into law that uh, that they earn by their service, and uh, so it's just sometimes the uh, the bureaucracy is too much, um, and uh, it's you know the, the government ne- you know necessarily put together um, hoops for folks to jump jump through. Um, because of their, uh, uh, you know, the, the bureaucracy and the administering benefits, uh, they want to make sure it's done in a in a rational way. And uh, so, we uh, sometimes the bureaucracy is is too much, uh, and they they can't understand what they're reading or or what the agency is uh, requesting of them, or, or you know. Uh, sometimes uh, we've found that you know the, the bureaucrats I don't think it's malicious but they're just not acting in accordance with what they're supposed to and so if you have somebody who's knowledgeable about the system and the process uh, it makes things a lot easier uh, and, and uh, sometimes you know just, uh, just explaining the way the system works is enough um, I sometimes I see the light bulb coming on for these veterans, you know, because <laughs> um, they they begin to understand exactly what the long pole in the tent is, as we say. You know, that's a good analogy. Have you ever been in Stumpville? Um, tell you, you know, the real key to success with the VA is persistence. And uh, so I'll just say, whatever case I might have been felt stumped, uh, those are cases I'm still working. Right. Uh, Do you know offhand, and and I know you and I have discussed it in the past, but have they reopened the uh, personnel uh, archives? National Personnel Records Center? Yes, sir. I do not believe that they have. Um, but, you know, uh, things are still getting through, but just slowly. I got an email today from the VA reminding us that uh, they're way behind in, in printing and, and mailing out notices. So, um it doesn't seem that the uh, IRS is uh, behind in printing and mailing out notices. <laughs> so my request of over eight months ago, I should just have faith that eventually it will be taken care of. You know, we probably ought to revisit that again and and see what we can find out. Um, I know you're you're waiting on some documentation from that National Personnel Records Center. Um, we need to we need to press their buttons again. Okay. Well, that we will do uh, this week or the first part of next week. We'll definitely punch some buttons, as you say. And uh, it uh, it's just been incredible that I wonder how many people have been severely hurt by the bureaucrats at the record center that uh, I bet they didn't uh, turn down their checks by any means. And, no, no. Uh, 
They uh, probably didn't donate them to helping people either, but uh, you said it was open, but just uh, limited uh, resources so far? Yeah, I think so. And you know, here's another thing, David, I'm becoming aware of now. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are um, separating from the armed forces because they um, don't think that it's right that they should have to uh, get uh, inoculations that uh, they don't trust. And um, so there, there are a lot of people over conscience who are leaving the, the armed forces right now. And so uh, those folks really kind of need our support and our prayers as well. You know, I know you don't like to be political, but I can't help but be political, and uh, we we do have shows that are political, but I blame the upper echelon, not in the military, but in the administration, for making it. You know how many how many different inoculations did you take? going through BASIC and going through AIT that, you know, we accepted them as we had to take them. <laughs> that, that was yeah. the first and last yeah, of the statement. And at the same token, I think there's been so much misinformation, so much confusion about these shots that I under I certainly understand where a military person is coming from. You, you know, we we have and we do it still uh, on our. We have a show called Doctors Lounge, but all of our shows. I insist that whatever the show happens to be on, be it locked and loaded, talking about weapons or veterans or whatever we happen to be talking about that we are known for telling the truth and uh, this is where our government has depended on folks that would rather lie than tell the truth and I certainly understand where anybody that doesn't want to get the shot be inoculated is coming from and it's their body. So I'll leave it at that, but uh, unlike you, a lot of folks are leaving, or we know that a lot of folks are leaving the military because of the confusion about the vaccine. or inoc It's not even a vaccine. It's an inoculation. And, uh, you know, if it were a vaccine, you wouldn't have to have a booster six months after you've gotten it. And uh, time will tell on all of it, but uh, and I'm sure that when they're separating, they're wanting their BD-214s. Yeah, well, that's the time to get it. They they'll put it in your hand when you leave. The the key is to hang on to it, and then not have to go back to the uh, archives to to get a copy of it. Uh, yeah, right now that seems to be a very difficult thing to do. But, um, what do you, yeah, 
the, you know, you said that, you know, you, you quoted um, uh, Rick White about, you know, writing a check for the government to do with your body. But, you know, uh, when it comes to this inoculation, um, people are, people now think that maybe the government is uh, acting in an arbitrary or capricious manner regarding, you know, this inoculation. And the more insistent they become about uh, people accepting it, the more skeptical people become and distrustful of the government. And it's, uh, it's a difficult path to go down. You, you really made something treacherous for the folks. No question about it, and uh, I think this is all caused by the con confusion that we've had over it. And uh, I haven't, I've taken the two shots, and I'm still, I'm, my jury's still out on, on taking the uh, booster, and uh I we consult. I consult with the doctors that do shows here, and uh, my primary care physician. And uh, I I will probably end up taking it, but I'm not sure I'll be the happiest camper in the world when I do take it. But you know, time will tell, and we'd hope that and pray that that uh, we're taken care of, and that. Someone somewhere knows what they're doing, and uh, when it's just the situation of making somebody or a company richer, I I like everybody else question it. And like you said, Phil, our prayers are are with our service people, active duty service people. I don't. Do you know offhand what it's uh, what the requirements have been for uh, our reservists? I'm guessing they'll be uh, identical. I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I would say that they uh, really kind of made that the uh, sticking point, and uh, you know, uh, it, it's probably easier to do it to the reserve component folks. But I think there's there are a lot of uh, legal challenges coming, um, and. I don't know what to say. Um, if, if, and they talk about following the science, but you know, uh, the you know, <clears throat> science really can't tell you anything. You have to infer everything from the data, and um, so that idea of following the science is kind of a canard. Yeah, but, you know, it, it all depends. And who's doing the science? <laughs> yeah, which which science it is you're following, and and uh, you know then you got people running around telling you that they embody the essence of science, and you know I guess they they feel like um, whatever they say is the definition of truth, and uh, there's only one entity in the world in the universe I know of that speaks truth into existence, and. It, it's not a bureaucrat. Well, the, the one thing we all have going for us is that 
we'll get through it. And uh, we're meant to get through it, and we will. And uh, I, you know, you, you hate to think of what's going on of ruining a young person's life or, or their living or their decision to make the military their career and then they have to decide yes or no. And uh, I, uh, as I mentioned many times, uh, you know, we, we love our active duty folks. We certainly love and respect our veterans. And uh, just like everything else, there's a reason for what we're going through. We may not see it or understand it right now, but there'll come a time. And, uh, you know, we've got situations with uh, our adversaries that uh, we need our military and we need strength in our military. And strength comes from leadership, in my opinion. And... Uh, we're, we're facing a lot in the world today. And uh, we need all of the men and women that we can, we can have. And we need to honor and respect them at all times. And, you know, well, I, I've said enough political, I, politically, I guess. So we, uh, I'm glad we didn't have this situation going on and yet, do you recall how many shots you had to take before you went to Desert Shield? Uh, you know, I didn't really pay attention. I know it was several. Uh, they didn't want anything to lapse while we were there. So if anything in our record was coming up, you know, like a tetanus shot or um, some other thing, they <clears throat> we certainly got it going out. Did you have that? Do they still issue that little yellow book or pamphlet that? Yeah, uh, I I have mine. I actually carry it in my wallet. Oh. Uh, because I well, I used to travel around the world for my job, so uh, I've been to countries that require special uh, inoculations. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we we get a lot, but uh, you know, probably one of the more distressing. Uh, once they uh, they gave me uh, an injection, they told me uh, they weren't going to tell me what was in it, and uh, if I uh, refused to take it, they would court-martial me, and that was um, in in the desert, and uh, there was no way to mount a legal challenge or you know get a second opinion, and just kind of you know. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I have a lot of sympathy for those folks that are uh, are facing the, these decisions right now, and um, you know, decision is of conscience, and I completely you know understand their position. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not in. It. Pardon me. I, I'm just thankful I'm not in that position right now to have to deal with it. Yes, sir. In, uh, in your experience, as long as we're talking shots, did, 
Did uh, you ever have the pleasure of one of those air needles? I think they used that on us at uh, Fort Benning when I, uh, right after I was commissioned and going through the infantry officer basic course at Fort Benning, uh, I seem to recall walking through a line and and them using the, I don't know if they, if they put everything mixed into one thing and just hit us with it or what, but <laughs> they were, they were pretty you know, uh, presumptive about their uh, control of our bodies at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it uh, was interesting. Uh, we And I, this guy was many times larger than me, uh, but uh, he, uh, we went through and he had been a, Minnesota football player in Minnesota University or whatever and uh, like I said many times larger than myself and uh, we we were standing in line and the and the uh, medic shot his air pistol across the the room and squirted out a, a good shot of whatever we were about to take and uh, the football player was about two people behind me and uh, I heard this loud crash and when he and when he had seen that medic do that it just got him and he he went totally dark I mean he was out like a light say good night Gracie pardon me say good night Gracie yep <laughs> and boy he did and then, uh, poor guy after that as big as he was, and he had told, you know, he would tell all these football stories and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then one night he got the water in the helmet treatment, and another night he got the uh, the uh, shaving cream treatment. And uh, it was, you know, poor guy. Just, I mean, he brought it on himself, sort of. But I mean, if you pass out, you pass out. You can't help it, you know. And, yeah. Uh, there who, you know, when they get a an injection, uh, they just get a sudden, you know, it's involuntary, but a sudden drop in blood pressure, and uh, like you said, the lights go out. Yeah. <laughs> that experience, and he's quite an athlete. Okay, with that, we're going to take our next break, our final break, and uh, we'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg right after this. And uh, as always, I'm loving the show and just talking and talking about experiences, and that's what it's all about. And I'm like you. I would hate to be in on active duty right now and addressing some of the questions that our folks have to address. We'll be right back. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hello, my name is... 
name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand, joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You know, I want to add to that uh, about firearms liquidations and that I know the gentleman personally, and uh, he is totally legitimate. And we were taken off of Facebook and Twitter because we mentioned the word firearms. And we didn't, we're not trying, or I say we, he's not trying to sell firearms. He's buying them. And uh, he has his own means of reselling them. And neither one of them happened to be Facebook or Twitter. But, you know, this, our country is going overboard, in my opinion, on censorship. And I'm not sure who's running it. We were, we were also banned from, uh, YouTube because our doctors used the term oxychloroquine. Oh my goodness. And where is oxychloroquine today? right up there with the leaders. So I I don't believe in censorship. I don't believe in uh, mandates. And our government's teeter-tottering on, and so is private industry, on things that our Constitution doesn't allow. So, with that being said, back to remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and I bet you're really glad that you didn't have to go through this kind of stuff when you were deployed. Well, yeah, I, I assume that you were you're glad that you didn't have to go through this stuff when you were deployed to uh, Iraq or uh, right. But, but now, which stuff are you talking about? All this uh, this mandated vaccine stuff. Well, we got our own mandated vaccine, and they never did tell us what was in it. Um, that's why I have a lot of sympathy for these folks. Absolutely. Um, there's nothing. There was nothing we could do. We just had to take it. And uh, that was uh, non-negotiable. <laughs> um, I didn't so, know anything in the military was negotiable. Well, you know, I guess uh, you want fries with that at the mess hall, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, you mean they didn't let you pick your assignments? 
they let me suggest some assignments. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, uh, and a snowball has a better chance sometimes, too. Well, you know, I mean, it depends what you ask for. That's true. If you ask to go to Fort Hood, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your lucky day. <laughs> you get to go to Texas. <laughs> but, well... Yeah, well Real pretty parts of Texas. I wouldn't say Fort Hood is one of them. But, you know, uh, it's all what we sign up for. And uh, I, like I said, I salute anybody on active duty, anybody that uh, has served, and the kids that are thinking about serving. And I certainly um, promote our young folks that it is it's it's more of a job today than it used to be and it's a very competitive job and it competes with the uh, civilian world as far as pay goes and benefits go and it's something that everyone if they don't know what they're doing out of high school or if they don't know what they're doing out of college should certainly entertain the thought of going into the military and that's for both men and women and uh, you know there's there are great careers for women particularly in uh, in nursing and that aspect of the military as well as they're becoming pilots and everything else today so it is it's a good life and uh, you literally can tour the world via Uncle Sam and and the people left at home paying taxes. Yeah, you can really learn some valuable skills, uh, marketable skills. Oh, no question. And duty. the biggest one I would say is when that HR person in a large corporation sees that you have an honorable discharge, they right off know that you're a leader. They also know that you can take orders. They also know that you can stick with it until you get the job done. And that moves you ahead of most people that have never served. And uh, it doesn't matter which branch you're in, what kind of service you have. If you've served, you're a veteran, and HR people love veterans because they know they can count on them. And... Uh, it's, it's great to see so many veterans opening their own businesses and reaching out like, I'm a veteran, and uh, we reach out to other veterans, and uh, we appreciate the brotherhood and sisterhood that we have with uh, others that have served. And um, it's, it's just great. And uh, Rocky Blyer is a friend, and... Uh, served in Vietnam and was told that he would never play football again and he went on to win three Super Bowl rings. So, it just like you said, Phil, it's almost subliminal some of the messages and some of the things that uh, you learn by being in the military. Yeah, well, you know, it's life experience and it's... Uh you know, you're going to get exposed to a lot more than you would working on a loading dock or, you know, 
some other uh, unskilled job. Um, I used to have a a uh, <clears throat> recruiting commercial back a million years ago, and their their byline was, "We don't ask for experience; we give it." That's a great line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, folks. I mean, folks can get uh, financially independent in a big hurry just by uh, going in the service. Oh, yeah. But I love that. We don't ask for it, we give it. Oh, how true. How true. I, uh, I've never, I had never heard that. I wish I had uh, somebody to do a, a promo for the Marines or for the Air Force or whatever that that use that line I, I that's gotten me for today definitely that uh, and you know I, I mentioned this I don't know if it was on uh, your last show with us but I mentioned this that uh, you know you go through basic NAIT or whatever your MOS happens to be and uh, you know, many like I am, many, many, many years later, it will almost be like a flashback that you say, okay, now I understand why we did that. And it's an experience that you've been taught, like, the, like you just said. And you realize that, I don't know, do you know of many things in the Army that... I'm trying to look for the words. You're trying to find the words that uh, don't have a purpose attached to them. You're gonna you're gonna wear that sling, that weapon with a sling on it like this because, or some, you're gonna learn to stay in step because, and and everything. Uh, I can't address anything but the army, but uh, there's always a purpose and a reason for it. And maybe it takes, like I, for me, it took many years later to realize that's why we did that. Yeah, they don't always explain it at the time. No. <laughs> um, you know, and I used to, you know, I used to be in charge of uh, regulations for Army airfields. And uh, people would come to me for waivers, you know, and I would tell them, you know, you got to tell me how you're going to provide the same level of safety if I give you this waiver um, because all of our regulations are written in bent metal and blood. In other words, we don't have any regulations that didn't come from a previous problem. Hmm. We don't just sit around and think them up. They're all, they're all remedial in nature. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, it's... <laughs> What's the first thing that happens to you when you walk in that door at basic? You go get that infamous haircut. <laughs> and there's a reason. It well. You know, and uh, I don't think anybody likes it except for the uh, people that sell those little plastic comb things that supposedly if you use that, Taking a shower, if you use it during the day, will make your hair grow back faster, which 
I have my doubts about. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden, we all have the same. And there's a reason for it, and you learn that real fast. They break you down so they can build you back. And they do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things are done based on drill. And the reason for drill is if you ever get yourself in combat, you'll find out it's chaos. And in chaos, the only thing you, that helps you keep your mind is the things you drilled on. Mm-hmm. And if you if you do it by you know sheer rote, then you'll be all right. You'll you'll still be able to function in, in the chaos of combat. And trust in your buddy. Yes. And uh, they're in the, they happen to be in the same position that you're in, so it, it just almost uh, silent knowledge, you know, that uh, you got his back and uh, somebody has your back, and that's that's the way it's supposed to be. So, with that being said, we've come to another end of the show, and. Uh, Phil, as always, I want to thank you for, for doing it and uh, helping us keep in mind and remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm and how important they were and how important they are and our veterans that served in either, well, many, in most cases, both of them, but, uh, and remembering our veterans and remembering those that have given the ultimate sacrifice so we can be free. And uh, we'll be back next week talking more Desert Shield and Desert Storm. By the way, if you want to contact us about anything, just send an email to gm at americaswebradio.com and we'd be glad to answer any questions. And uh, we could even try to stump stump the colonel if we wanted to. But... uh, just let us know what we can do for you. And, Phil, thank you for your continued service in the DAV. And uh, certainly Very respect you for that. Very much. Have a great day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, sir. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.